Welcome to another episode on the Unlocking Your Mind podcast. My name's Tom Morgan and I'll be bringing you an array of inspirational stories from people who have achieved amazing things. Each guest offers an interesting insight into the highs and lows they have faced along their path to success. There is definitely a lesson or two in each podcast and ways we can improve our own lives. I hope you enjoy. In today's episode, I am joined by the star of the Netflix Last Chance You documentary, Dior Walker. Last Chance You is a Netflix documentary which follows around a junior college American football team for a season and offers a compelling look into college sport, as well as the lives of the student athletes where life has been difficult for many of them. During the documentary, we see what it really means to the players and the coaches to be successful, as well as the hardships these young athletes have to go through. For most of the athletes, this is their last chance to make it out and gain a scholarship to a university college to play football and gain a degree, which puts them on the path to the NFL. Many of the players we see showcased have been through a lot of hardship and adversity. My guest today, Deal Walker, was one of those athletes, an amazing sporting talent who has an unbelievable work ethic and drive. However, he was also battling severe hardships throughout the documentary, We saw Dior study, work part-time jobs, sleep in his car, struggle with his anxiety, experience family difficulties, and all doing so whilst chasing his dream of gaining a Division I college scholarship so he could make it to the NFL. This podcast is a really, really interesting and powerful one. We discuss the following topics. How life has changed for Dior since the documentary was released, what it's like to be filmed for an entire season, how he's enjoying his new life playing football in Hawaii, mental health in sport, sharing light on how we can overcome hardships in life, what his mindset is like and what drives and inspires him as well as advice he has for others. I hope you enjoy. Dior, it's great to have you on the podcast. I, um, you know, I was such a big fan of when I watched Last Chance You and watching your story and watching your journey on it. Um, it's great to have you on. So how are things, mate? Uh, things has been super busy. Uh... I just came back home from my mom, seeing how she's doing. She could be doing better, but this is just a bus I can go back see my mom. Just we're now we're now getting back to football. Well, we start football October twenty fourth, so everything's coming back to cycle again. How I think, how I want things, but I really can't complain. I really can't complain during these times. So, how has life changed for you then? Obviously, you're on last chance university, and the cameras followed you around for a whole season. You were the one of the main guys doing it. So, what's life been like since since that? Nice. Life has been an experience. There we go. Life has been an experience. Now, uh, you know, this as a kid, you just like you hope for like you get recognition, like you want cameras on you as a kid, but yeah. It's up close and personal and you're going through it and now people like recognize you. It's it's a whole different feeling. So I really can't complain. I just I just love the fact that I'm I'm doing it. I love the fact how how I am portraying myself as is go get it guy, this hardworking guy, this hustler guy, because that's really what I am. Um so I'm just really blessed. I'm really just I gotta give my glory to God to be honest. Yeah. And how has life changed for you then since since this? Because you've gained so much popularity from it. So, you know, what, what's it been like? I mean, it's been crazy. It's been a few stories where, like, I get recognized from people. Like, I might go, like, when I was back home, I went to Chick-fil-A. And when people saw my order, they had to, like, double look real quick. And 
surprised when they see me. There was like like pictures stuff like that. Like I went into um, a shoe store with my little siblings, and then a guy stopped me. He's like, "Yo, why we gotta take these pictures?" So I was like, "That was crazy." But I don't know. Just I never have that celebrity mindset. To be honest, yeah. me is just I'm still a kid from the Bay Area, just trying to make ends meet. So I would never have that mindset of oh i'm too popular for this too popular i was like man i'm just a, a, a chill person yeah yeah and it's quite interesting what you said when the cameras are following you you are up against it i mean th- that for me was the difference between all the other last chance you seasons you know when they were in um india i think it was and when they were in mississippi they all had places to go. They all had places to stay. They just had to focus on college and football. With you in Laney, it was different. It was so different. You had to work a part-time job. You had to go to class every day. You had to drive every day. And then at the same time, like you had to sleep in your car. There was nothing there for you. So like, what was that like? What were those hardships like when the cameras were following you? At first, it, I'm not gonna lie. At first, it was embarrassing. Right. Because uh, I didn't want people to know how bad I was doing. Yeah. And really I was I never never was an open-ended person. Like I never told people my story or like what was going on. So for me to really come out to the world like that, that was really yeah. scary for me. Uh just because I didn't want that I didn't want that tag on me was like, oh he's homeless. Um he don't know like he know how to get it. And it's like it's it was a whole lot of stuff running through my mind. But then I um, talked to the producers. I talked to I talked to producers. And I was like telling them how like I don't feel comfortable, and then they would talk me down to it. And it, to be honest, I just had to talk with God, just saying like, God was like, "This is your time for your story to be out. Like, this is your voice. This year, this is now your time to have your voice be heard." And I just did it. So this leap of faith, to be honest. Yeah, because it was a hard situation. I mean, your mom was, I think, in Arkansas at the time. And obviously your dad was in Oakland, but then obviously you two don't really have that relationship. So, and your, your mum didn't realize at the time that you were sleeping in your car. Was that right? No. Yeah. I, I have to tell her, like, I'm sleeping at a friend house just, just so like she can sleep easier at night, you can say. But yeah. me, it was, for me, it was just, I'm a grown adult. So I'm not, I'm not a grown adult, but I'm a young adult. So and she got four other kids to worry about. So I'm gonna make sure she's worried about them other kids who's in the house with her instead of worrying about me. Yeah, yeah. And it, it must have been like so difficult for you. How much of a help was it just to have football to go to every day? Uh, it was it was it was hell, but football yeah. was my therapy session, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't I hate talk to people, so really how all my anger and emotions goes on the football field. Yeah, I can imagine. And I, to be honest, out of the every last chance of you, you probably had the best coach, like John Beam. I mean, he was supportive of you. I mean, when you were struggling with your anxiety, he got his wife to speak to you. And it was so nice to see a coach who actually looked after, wanted to look after you for you and not, you know, scream at you or, or want you to do anything else. Like, that was awesome. So how much of a mentor was he to you? Uh, coach Beam was really... First of all, Coach Beam's a father figure to the city of Oakland. Uh, okay. He's done so much to the, for the city of Oakland. I think for me, he's helped me so much. Uh, even with just my anxiety, even with my mental health, is how he came, how he saw me as a regular human being instead of one of his football players. That's why I really respect and how he really trying to help me out 
that's what I love the most, to be honest. Uh, it was more than just winning games and championships for him. Like, of course, you want to win games and stuff yeah. like that because you coach. But for him, it was deeper than that. It was get your education, be a leader in a community, not just be a football player, but just be a leader in a, in a community. Yeah. And how important was it to speak up when you were struggling with anxiety and your other mental health? How, how important was it to speak up about it? It's very important. Um, it was very important for me just because all my life I've, I've taught myself to never let your emotions go, like never talk about your feelings just because when I did talk about my feelings, I always got hurt in the long run. So yeah. for me, it was just, let me just shut up. Let me just mask up my feelings inside and nobody can see what I'm going through. But for me to really come out and open up to that, that really took a lot for me just because how scared I was to even really open up to somebody. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I went through it as well. When I was playing rugby, I experienced, you know, quite bad anxiety. I had panic attacks. And then for me, when I was first having it, I didn't know what to do with it. So I went into my shell a little bit. I didn't want to talk about it because like you said, I didn't want anyone to think I was, I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't, you know, almost man enough to do it. And then when I started talking about it, that really helped. You know, it meant, I meant I got my flow, I enjoyed it. And the reason I was getting anxious was, it wasn't because of the game. It was because of other reasons that I put in my head that I was worried I was going to let so-and-so down. I was worried I was going to do this wrong. And then once you get out of that mindset, I think I think things get a little bit better. So for you, yours was, was speaking up about it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just speaking up about it. Uh, other situations I was dealing with, I didn't want that to come through. Since it was a whole lot to deal with. And I'm not surprised myself I have to deal with it, to be honest. But once again, I never thought about it like that. Like, as everybody in the world sees it, how it was going on, I never thought about it like that. I'm just really my whole focus, my main mindset was, man, let me get to a D1 university so all this can blow away. Yeah, yeah. And what is it like now at this D1 university? What's it like, Hawaii? Because at the end of Last Chance you, it said you were going to Hawaii, you are going to walk on. What's it been like? Man, it's... It's been a blessing, to be honest. Uh, I didn't know what to expect coming to Hawaii a lot. It was some obstacles at first, and it's still some obstacles now, but I really, I'm really loving the position where I'm at because now I'm in a bed, I'm in my own room. Yeah. Uh, I'm still look. I'm still trying to get that scholarship, and um, really, I love the coaches I'm around. They, under, they understand me, not just because of the last chance you stuff, but what I tell them personally about like what's going on in my life, um, I, that's what I really love. And the coaching staff is just really a great coaching staff to be around. And I feel like I'm gonna be a better football player than when I was at Laney. Yeah. And do you, th I think that is so important having those coaches there to support you all the time, because like we, like we mentioned earlier, you had those coaches in last chance, you in the first two seasons and for me, what sticks in my mind a lot was, and you'll probably remember this, is when um, Malik Henry went to Indy in the first season. And um, you could just tell from the start he was suffering with depression. You know, he was struggling. You know, he went to Florida State, um, I think it was, and he went to Indy. And he was, he was struggling with depression. And I think it, it didn't look like he was supported well. I mean, having a coach kind of manipulate that it seemed like a manipulate we only see small snippets of obviously the show but mm. then he didn't seem to have the support he didn't seem to have anyone around him to support him so how important is having that that coach uh who understands you 
to make you the best version that you can be as a football player. Uh, I think it's very important for you and our coach to have that connection, just because you can trust your coach, and now you're gonna go, you're gonna go 110 for coach every day, and then you feel more comfortable. So you're gonna play more loose, you're gonna play more freely, and your coach is gonna let you do what you wanna do. So having that connection with your coach is such an important factor, and it's real known. Like if you have a good relationship with your coach, you're gonna do good on the field. Yeah, um, that's that's really what my mindset was to really respect every coach I have um, just so we can have a relationship and they can trust me to do what I want to do. On the yeah. So what happened for you in the last football season? Was was it postponed because of COVID? Yes. Uh, so our season was postponed. I went back to my mom. OK, just she had some she had some stuff going on with that, like kind of messed me up mentally a little bit. So. Okay. I think uh, I went back to my mom trying to uh, work stuff out over there and I came back to the island. But now our season will go, we're for go October 24th and we play Fresno State. Okay. So I'm, I'm real excited for that just because now I can just focus on football and just school, just yeah. really just block everything out what I need to do. Yeah, of course. And have you been back to Oakland since? Uh, I've been back to Oakland, what, one time since? Uh, just to get that feel again, just to really get that drive and that energy again, that grind mode, just yeah. so I can just get it back when I come to Hawaii again. Yeah. And obviously on Last Chance, you, we saw the relationship with your dad. Um, so how is that now? Uh, no, it's still, it's still a dead mission. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's, it's still dead. Just, uh, I don't know, just for me, it's just when people try to tell me like to, uh, try to forgive him and stuff like that. It's like, what I try to tell people is I already forgave him, yeah. but I'll, I'll never forget on what happened. Um, Like there's a whole bunch of other stories that people don't know about. Everybody's seen what happened on the big screen, but there's exactly. so many other stories that people really don't know about. So I already forgave him. Like it is what it is, but I'll never forget. And I'm not ready to really talk to him because I know we won't be cordial yet just because of how we are. So for me, the best thing for me is just not even have contact with him, not even think about him, to be honest, just because my my mind is really just on Hawaii right now. I'm not trying to look back in the past. I'm not trying to gain a relationship with him right now because right now I don't need that in my life right now. Yeah, no, that's completely understandable because you just, like you said, you've got to focus on that goal. And if you can block everything out and get in that flow of just worrying about your goals, football, school, and that's all that matters. So... Being at Hawaii now and your season starting in October the 24th. So what's the restrictions going to be? Are crowds allowed to come and watch? Uh, I do not know what the whole regular <laughs> restrictions is. I just know I'm going to play football to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask the coaches, see what's going to happen. But um, yeah, I just, all I know is we start season October 24th at Fresno State. That's what I'm, that's my mindset right now. Yeah. And you said, and you said mindset there, what struck me about you and last chance you was your mindset. You had an incredibly strong mindset throughout, even when times were absolutely awful for you, you always kept that mindset and that focus. So where does that come from? Um, really what's been happening in my life and just really trying to prove everybody wrong, whoever doubted me, whoever said I was too small, whoever said I wasn't good enough, whoever said I was going to make it. Yeah. Um, for, for everybody who's like, what's your plan B? Yeah. 
I think that's that struck me personally because people always talk about what's your plan B, but when you, when my plan A, when my plan A is to get that uh, to make it to big leagues, and people immediately ask, "Okay, what's your plan B?" I feel like that's somewhat disrespect to me. So that's why I go hard every day, just because like I want to make it to big leagues. I know I can, but if you have a little bit down to me, that's gonna stretch. That's gonna motivate me even more to keep going hard keep grinding and um just really just my adversity in life and how i look at life just okay stuff has happened uh stuff has pushed you back more are you going to look down upon it or are you going to just smile and keep going up uh, for me that's what i did just keep smiling keep grinding just because i know there's gonna be a brighter side yeah and um, who do you have someone that inspires you or is your motivation all from within yourself my mom uh, yeah, my mom, she, I've been through stuff in my life, but hearing stories of what, of what she had been through, even with me at like a young age, even when I was with her for like the first five years of my life, just hearing her stories and how she prevailed and what she's doing right now, that's huge inspiration to me just because she, she is really my superwoman, to be honest, just, okay. she really helped me out a lot. She gave me, not a foundation, but she has uh, helped me find God is really talking every day. And she's helped me with how to deal with adversity, to be honest. How difficult was it being away from your mom and your other family during the season when you're in Oakland and she was obviously in Arkansas? How, how difficult was that? Because I think we all need that, don't we? When we're trying to search for something, when we're trying to strive for something, it helps to have that family, those friends around us. So how difficult was it when you couldn't see her all the, all the time? Uh, it was difficult uh, just because, like, I can't go drive to her. I can't go, like, a couple hours driving her. Like, she's, like, states away. So it was kind of hard just really not seeing her and not really having that support that I really wanted. Yeah. But I know she was always in my heart. I know she was always praying for me. So I think just calling her and seeing how she's doing, that was the best thing for me. But it was hard. But I know in order for us to have a better life, I need to do this right now. Yeah, yeah. And what is your goal for the future? I think I know what the answer is going to be. What What are your goals now for, you know, the next season and uh, then your future? I mean, my goal right now is to really get that scholarship. Uh, yeah. A little bit impact player on the football world. Yeah. Um, and obviously, yes, just trying to make it to the big leagues, trying to get it to NFL. But mainly, mainly first is really get my degree so I can really do yeah. something after football is done, so... That's really my goals right now. Yeah. And how many people in Laney when you were there? Because we only saw about, I think it was three or four, we found out about who had scholarships after. So how many people typically got a like D1 or D2 scholarship? Uh, let's see. I want to say like four or five. Like that, really a wow. Just because we was like a smaller school. Like, yeah. I think... The year before our championship year, more people gone to college just because we must we won championships and it was more weeks where coaches can see what we're doing. Yeah. But this year this been it was just a light year. I'm not gonna lie, it was just a light year. And plus we don't have that really connection flow, like I said, like Mississippi and like Indy, just yeah. because you're in the South and they have everybody in the South there. It's like for us is it's really a different atmosphere for recruiting, to be honest. Yeah. And it was different because I think 
with Indy and Mississippi, they had people, they recruited people from all over the country. They could do that. They could have people who have played in, you know, D1 before and, you know, did an offence and then they had to go back to Duco football. So, yeah. you know, but with, obviously, with uh, Laney, it was community college, wasn't it? So it was people from the local area coming to that school. Is that right? No, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. With us, we didn't have no D1 back. We had... But two two D one bounce backs, and that was from like small D one bounce backs. So yeah. for us, we was all local grown. It could have been like eight out of state kids, but that was it. I think with the other seasons, they had publicity because it was a whole bunch of D one bounce backs. Just. Yeah, yeah. But um, I love I love what what we had. It was local local grown, real grimy and gritty like no no spotlights on us. Like we had to get on our own. So whatever we got was based on our own. Yeah, and you had to play two positions that season, didn't you? So <laughs> how was that? Ah, oh, man, that was that was crazy. I'm not gonna lie, that was crazy. Uh, because I came into my sophomore year, this is my last year at Laney. I came in with goals, just mindset was like, okay, I'm trying to be the best receiver in the state, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, really, when I got that call to play quarterback, I was okay. Like I gotta play quarterback. Like, I gotta do what's best for the team because we was zero two. We needed a win, so I was like, okay. I need to do what's best for the team. And then back in my mind, I was scared just because, like, okay, when I did play quarterback, I had a bad, I had a bad career at quarterback in high school. So I was scared, like I was gonna mess up a quarterback in the, in the college level. So yeah, when I started doing good, it was like more comfortable. But then, like when like games two and three hit, where I gotta play quarterback again. And now my mind's like, okay, I'm losing film at receiver where that was vital film I could have got. And now I got quarterback film and how this is going to mess up my recruiting. And that's back in my head, like I'm in here in my ears, like, yeah, this can mess up your recruiting. Like, what are you going to do for recruiting now? So I was, it was a whole bunch of stuff going in my head. And then I like, I just exploded and you see that anxiety attack I had, but it was, it was a crazy experience. And I will never, I'll never change that to be honest. You wouldn't change it. You wouldn't know. Because it looked, you know, I, I kind of get why you were worried. You know, you were going into your last season and you're worried about film because film, you know, you need that film to get those scholarships. But I think, I think Coach Beam, like, he had you, didn't he? He got you. He, he no. knew you'd be okay. He, he knew I'd be okay. Uh, it was a little bit of time where he <laughs> didn't know. He didn't know what was going to happen. He was scared and had me scared. But good thing I... Uh, Good thing he got me out to a wide, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what would your advice be to someone who is struggling a little bit? They're, they're trying to chase their dream, but they're struggling a bit with the mental health. Things are against them a bit. What would your advice be for them? I mean, my advice would be just really simple. Just um, always look at the greener side. Don't never just harp on a negative because okay. if you keep harping on a negative, you want to keep going negative, you keep going in a downhill spiral. So really, if something happens, look at the good side of it and just keep grinding, just keep working. Like if something happens, don't just shut down. Um, trying to find another way to do it. Just be innovative, to be honest, and really, really just find a way to make yourself happy and just have, just have that go-lucky attitude. And I think that's yeah. what I have, just really an outgoing attitude, to be honest. Yeah. What are the things that you do that make you happy and get you out of that negative mindset? Uh, yeah, sleep. 
<laughs> sleep, talk to my mom, read yeah. the um, I read the Bible to be honest, and not like a whole chapter of the Bible because I know I can't do it because I hate reading. <laughs> but like the word of the day, just like a scripture a day. That's what I that's what I do. Uh, I have it on my phone. It's set for me at twelve fifty in the afternoon where I get an update where I get an update and. I just read a little scripture and just we talk to God for a little bit. That's what I do. Um, just breathe, to be honest, and really just I I'm now starting on enjoying the little things in life, like waking up. I enjoy waking up now. I enjoy eating. Um, enjoying that I'm gaining weight. Just I enjoy that I'm in Hawaii. Just a whole lot of little stuff to really just make me happy and really just have my spirits up and going instead of just thinking harping on a negative. Yeah. Because that's it. When you're in such a, a bad mindset, you do. You stop enjoying things. You stop eating as much. You stop enjoying training. The little things that you do every day, you stop enjoying them. So how important has, you mentioned the Bible, how important has religion been for you then to get you out into that positive mindset? Uh, religion has been important to me. I'm not a religious person. Like, I don't go to church every day. But I do have a relationship with God to help my mom. Uh, my first tattoo is Psalms 23, verse 6. And that was my first tattoo because that was that is my favorite scripture from the Bible. Uh, my mom gave it to me when I was going at a pretty hard time in my life. Right? At, yeah, a pretty hard time in my life. And I talked to her, like, so much stuff going on, I don't know what to do. And she gave me Psalms 23 to read. And I just love that scripture. So my first tattoo, my first tattoo, it was supposed to be the whole Psalm scripture but I'm too small for it. So <laughs> I got the last little piece, Psalms 23 verse six. And really is just talking about this loving God and I shall, dwell in a, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And really just, really that's just seeking happiness and seeking love to be honest. That's what it means for me. Um, so religion is really big for me just because I just wanna have a relationship with God. Um, and really that's from the help of my mom, just because in the early age, I didn't have a relationship. I, I didn't think religion was stupid, but I've always thought like I wouldn't be that much into religion until now, which is just little talks with God, to be honest. Yeah. And do you think that that's made you um, more at peace with yourself, more at peace with football and, and everything? Because I've seen people um, and read about it, that people who found religion, it's helped them, you know, in every area of their life, it's helped them be a better person a better athlete, everything. So has that helped you with your football as well as um, obviously your mental health? No, yes. Uh, I think talking to God really helped me find peace within myself, really calm down that anger I really have deep inside of myself. So really talking to God every day and really just reading the word every day just has helped me calm myself down and really be in peace with myself and football, to be honest. Yeah, of course. And um, so your new teammates in Hawaii, what, what are they like? Are they, are they guys you can talk to? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a different atmosphere in Hawaii, to be honest. Okay. Uh, and, and I love it, to be honest. I'm, I'm really glad that I'm set up in Hawaii just because of the teammates I have. Um, they treat me like brothers. And I treat them like brothers. Like, it's, it's all a great atmosphere. Um, once again, I never try to use that that last chance use celebrity tag just because I feel like I'm a walk on, so I need to prove myself to people. Okay. And 
for them, they like they had my back since day one. Uh, they embraced me. Like the whole island has embraced me. But like my teammates, they really embraced me. Uh, they really just loved on me. And that's what I respect. So I'm gonna give them the same love and respect they gave to me. And what's the step up in in level been like? Um, I mean it's a little bit more competition. Yeah. But it's really nothing. To, nothing has changed because in JUCO is. I believe in JUCO. There's some better players in JUCO than there are in D ones. To be honest, and the wow. competition is really high. So I think right now it's a little bit more competition, but it's nothing really changed from JUCO. To be honest. Yeah. And my last question to you is: What is one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody? Enjoy the little things. Uh, that's really it. Just really enjoy the little things. You really have that grime and telly mindset. Uh, and that's really about it. Just, I'm not. I'm not really a, a motivator or a speaker, to yeah. be honest. I'm scared to speak. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> really? no, I'm really scared to speak, just because I do have a stutter a little bit, and I feel like I might say something that's completely like stupid and I don't want to like I just hate that fear just like I just hate that fear of really talking too much or not saying what's right and for me it's like if I can't motivate everybody in the room then I feel like I've done a bad job so for me I try to lead by example uh I I hate speaking uh sometimes I hate hearing my voice but and you do though you lead by example you know that was evident on last chance you 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 were a leader you led from the front and um you're you're a role model to a lot of people. I mean, you, we've seen the hardships you faced, but you overcame that adversity, and you're doing great things. And um, I just want to say thank you for joining me today. No, thank you for having me. Thank you again for listening to the latest podcast. I really appreciate your support as always. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it, subscribe, and leave a rating. Thank you and take care.